Hi, I'm Dave. Hi, I'm Manu. And this is It Came From The Newsstand, a podcast about cards, comics, collectibles, nostalgia, the emotions involved from two guys that are sellers and collectors and their misadventures. What the fuck is a misadventure? A misadventure is an unfortunate incident or a mishap. Okay, okay, okay. You know why we're going to talk about misadventures today? I have a fucking story to tell you, dude. I'm here for it, man. I know you told me you were going to tell me something, and I have a feeling it's going to be a doozy. Yeah. So we're recording this on Thursday, and I just got back from my trip. I have COVID, as you learned in the last episode. I was in Scotland and London, and we're going to talk about that next week. But I had my first sale last night, West Coast Wednesday on YouTube. Uh, it was my first sale in three weeks, maybe even four weeks. Mm -hmm. And so it was great. I had a good time last night. You know, I, I feel like I, I I achieved a badge of like working through this sickness because, you know, I'm I'm feeling good enough to work. I brought all the stuff out from the UK that I brought home and it was like this, this great smorgasbord of international comics and uh, weird stuff. And then, you know, your, your regular stuff and keys and slabs and all that. Mm -hmm. I kind of made it, I made a disclaimer at the beginning. That disclaimer was like, you know, I was, I wasn't like mean about it. I just said, Hey, you know, guys, I'm like, I haven't worked in a couple of weeks and I brought a lot of this stuff halfway across the globe or, you know, I flew it across the globe. So I'm going to be pretty firm with my prices. And I was very also transparent about that. I'm sick, you know, so I was just trying to get people kind of into the mindset like, all right, you know, they don't have to buy something if they don't want to. If it's too much, that's OK. Mm -hmm. You know, and I didn't tell people outright, like, don't make offers. I just gave that disclaimer like, hey, I'm going to be probably close to firm on my prices. So if you do throw out an offer, I may say no. Mm -hmm. And so. Jumped right into it, started throwing books out. And one of the first books that I kind of highlighted as just a regular, you know, key book that I I'd gotten out of a collection that I got before I left was uh, Star Wars 42, first appearance of Boba Fett. And I put that out for, I think, 130. And then I put out a G.I. Joe number one. Okay. Marvel Comics 1984, 85. It was a really nice, crispy copy, high grade, like 9.4, I think I had it at. And I think I put it out for... 130. And this person who will remain nameless, who is a repeat customer of mine, but he's a repeat customer who I've always kind of had a contention with. And it may not even be super verbally. It'll just be, you know, it's a contention I share with a fellow seller friend of mine. And it's a contention that like, I will push back on him sometimes on a live sale because I don't like the way that he lowballs me. Okay. He looked at that, you know, G.I. Joe, and he heard my, saw my price and the grade and all that and offered me $100 for a book that I had for 135 Okay. And I said, no. I said, I'm going to be firm on this one. Immediately upon saying that, somebody else scooped the book up at full price because they knew it was a good deal. Okay. And I pride myself on this. And I've had conversations with you about this. And yeah. Everybody that knows. I, I pride myself on pricing my books to sell. They're not books that you have to look at and be like, oh man, I can get that for, you know, cheaper here or here or here. It's one of those things where like, if you know what you're looking at, and you know what you're looking for, you're like, that's a good price. I'm going to buy it at full price. I tried to pride myself on good prices 
and spot or at least somewhat spot on grading for Raw. Yes. So that happened. And then later on in the show, and I'm talking maybe like an hour and a half later, because I went for three and a half hours last night, I put out the Boba Fett again, the Star Wars 42. And I think I had, a, I had a Secret Wars 1 out as well, a raw copy, a VF plus near mint for 30 bucks. Like I said, the Boba Fett was, I think I said 130, it's 130 or 135. And he had hopped back into the sale, or maybe he was there the whole time. He had asked me about condition on it. So I said, let me grab it. I pulled it down. I opened it up. I take it out. I showed it off. It was a VF. I said, it's pressable, but it's a VF. You know, all the, all the defects are for the most part pressable, not a lot of color breaking stuff. And he said, can I get it for a hundred bucks? Another one of these books that he's asking about that he thinks that I'm just going to give him $30 off on a book that's $130. Oh, I misunderstood. They were both priced roughly the same yes. amount. Got yes. you. Okay. I countered it something and I don't remember what it was. Might've been 115. Maybe it was 120. Okay. But before he answered the counter, like he didn't answer the counter and he's just like, oh, can I get the Secret Wars for 20 bucks? And at that point, right there, where I saw him trying to get basically, you know, $160 total on two books and he wanted $40 off, which is roughly 25%, maybe even more, maybe whatever it is. <laughs> and I was just like, listen, I was not on the screen. And it is time. 25%. It is. I wasn't on the screen at the time. I was actually like to my right, like pulling books out to put up on the wall. And I kind of stopped and I said, and I won't say his name, but I said his name. Maybe you, sh maybe you could try paying full price for a book maybe once because it was like, I didn't want to fucking filter myself anymore. That wasn't I like the most harsh thing I imagine you saying, by the way, that wasn't no. like crazy outlandish or anything. A little bit of an edge, but not an, an edge. But it was my truth. It was my feelings at that moment because I had already, you know, like I was very vocal about being sick and I was very vocal about everything and just got back on this trip. First sale, blah, blah, blah. So I said, yeah, why don't you try paying full price for a book for once? Mm -hmm. Maybe. I said, exactly. Then I said, I haven't worked for three weeks. And I was like, I was saying it. I, my brain's like, maybe you should mumble this. Maybe you should say it lightly, not in full voice. And I right. didn't. I didn't. I just said, fuck it. And I said, it's my first show back in like three or four weeks, getting back from vacation. I just brought all these books home. I've got COVID. I'm just trying to make a fucking living, you know? Yeah. And and I said all of that, not in a raised tone, just in, in, in normal voice. There was like a pause in any comment for like a good 10 seconds. Yeah, everyone felt the tension. And then he's just like, feel better, have a good night, and left the room. And then, like, as soon as that happened, like, a bunch of people just kind of, like, WTF, what the hell? Like, because everybody was expecting him to, to like, either take the counter on the Boba Fett, you know, to, like, pay full price for the Secret Wars. But no, the type of person that he is, he thinks his shit don't stink. He thinks he's God's gift to the Earth. I know who he is because I commiserate with other people about his tactics, I'm not going to give away anything personal about him, but I'm just going to say that like what he does for a living, I almost wanted to send him a message and be like, hey, could you do one of those for me? But um, 40% your rate, because what he does for a living is a thing that you charge people for by a rate or you have, you know, a price set in your mind. You, you're, it's just, I kind of, I'm over him and I, I know he unfollowed me on Instagram. I'm assuming he unsubscribed to my YouTube. Fine. Because I don't want his money. I don't like him. I never have. 
He's always trying to get a bargain when he thinks he deserves a bargain. Try paying full price for something for once in your life. It pushed me over the edge because it's him. Like anybody else, you know, I there are other people that buy stuff for me and it's it's like they buy stuff at full price and they get their $10 off on this book or 15 off on this book or I'll counter and they'll accept. You know, it, it's a very easy system of like, show me that you're going to buy books for me, then ask me for a fucking discount. Don't always think that you're getting a discount just because you think you deserve one. My prices exist in a place where everything is priced to move. I'm not charging too much for these books. What I try to charge below what everybody else is doing. But this is my job, just yeah. like it's yours, Manu. Mm-hmm. And and don't don't fucking spit in my face and then ask me to be like, ha, I'm gonna smile about it. Fuck you. Seriously. Fuck you. I will cut one of those fuck yous out. Maybe I won't. I'll just bleep them. It was just one of those moments where I didn't feel like being I didn't feel like being the nice guy. I felt like showing my teeth a little bit because I am sick and I yeah. haven't worked in three weeks. And I am doing this to make a living. It's not a charity. It, it was just this moment, but it's so fucking funny because I watched it back today and it's like, oh yeah, I said exactly what I thought I said. There was no minced words there <laughs> and I'm happy about it because I don't like him and it's okay. It's okay to not want to have somebody you don't like in your sales. I mean, your sales are, um, that's a part of your life. And if you don't want someone's energy around, it is completely okay to be okay with that energy leaving, right? And so I didn't know I was in the sale for the beginning of the sale. I had no yeah. idea that it happened. I am sort of curious to watch it back and I don't know who the person is, right? So yeah. I'm I'm a little curious about that as well. I'm not going to ask you though. I'll probably just watch it back. Listening to this, I want to have this conversation with you the same way I would if I were just on the phone with you, right? Sure. Because that's what we're supposed to be doing here is having our conversation. So I'm going to try not to be too cognizant of the fact that this is podcast rather than a conversation between Dave and I. So I'm not surprised that you would have that sort of reaction. It's actually a little reserved based on the level of frustration that I thought you were going to tell me about. Mm -hmm. And what's happening here from my purview is, yes, what you do and what I do is a professional situation. But we're human beings, right? Yes. And what we do is a very emotional sort of career path. We're not detached from these things that we engage with. And we love the fact that we get to be emotion-feeling human beings. Now, you and I have a different way of dealing with certain things from time to time. Yes. An opportunity like that, I would actually engage with entirely differently and like, try to turn it into an opportunity to become even closer to that person. But there's odd nuance there. I don't know who it is and I don't know what your history is yet. Yeah. So I'm actually impressed by how reserved you were because it could have been different, right? I'm setting this up to say, I don't blame you, man, because those are emotions. That's how you feel. Your truth is, look, dude, I have COVID right now and I'm not asking for sympathy. Like I don't have to do this. I could just take the night off, but I'm just letting you know. I'm a little sick right now. I was just traveling for weeks and weeks. I'm being a little firm on these prices because they came from, you know, what do they say? The other side of the pond, across the pond. Across the pond, yeah. I brought them here and I want to make these available, but I do want to get close to my asking prices on these. And you were being really truthful rather than separating it from like just the business guy, right? Where the business guy can practice, maybe diplomacy is the word where you just like, 
this is a customer service thing and customer services, you know, don't say what I'm thinking, <laughs> say what the customer service uh, script says, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and that was replaced in that moment in time with emotional truth, which is okay. I'm actually impressed by the gentleman's response where he's just said, take care, have a good night. Yeah, yeah. That was actually a very mature way to leave a situation that had gone wrong. Yeah, it was. I mean, I'm, I'm glad he did because it didn't mar the sale at no, all. Like, no. my response afterwards was kind of like, I just kind of kept going. And then like about a minute later, I stopped, I started laughing. I was like, all right, whatever. It was the best response he could have given. And it was the best response I could have received because had there been more headbutting, it could have yes. ta tanked the night. I think he was super aware at that point. Again, a little difficult for me to decide what I think about him not knowing or not having experience with him that I know of. But I think at that point, he did realize he was like, oh, man, I pushed a little too far and I'm not going to make it worse. It is in my mind like, oh, man, that sucks. Right. But at the same time, it might just be for the best for both of you. Right. Yes. Because if you guys aren't vibing in that environment, which is a personal and professional environment, that's good to discover. You want an intimate relationship with the people that you deal with on a regular basis. Even if it is a professional relationship, there's still a level of one-on-one -on -one connection between the two human beings engaging. And you guys were not vibing. And that's important to know. Yeah. And it felt good to respond that way and like just be honest. And it felt good to not have to get into an argument with somebody. It doesn't feel good when you offer somebody a counter and instead of accepting or declining, they just try and buy another book for cheaper. Right. You know when people say you can't expect anything from anybody yeah. and you can, never ex you can never expect somebody to treat you with the same respect or, or you know, that you treat them. or So they unfortunate. Yeah. Expectations lead to disappointment because people do. don't meet them. But yes. sometimes, a lot of times. And anybody that, that I bought from over the course of, you know, the, the rise of the Instagram claim sales, all these claim sales and stuff, I rarely, very rarely ever try and get something for cheaper than somebody selling it for if I think it's a good price. So if my right. mind says, dude, pull the trigger on this, I just claim it full price because mm -hmm. I already know. The only time I've ever done that purposefully was Bronze Age Batcave. I love them, a, by the way. Yeah, I bought an EC book from them, and I I offered Damon whatever I forget what the price was, and he's like, "Oh, it's Dave." He's like, "He's just raking me over the coals because I do that to him all the time," and yeah. I'm like, "You goddamn right." That's the I, see that again, intimate dynamic, right? That right. develops over time. Right. There's an understanding in that low ball to low ball. You guys have a relationship. There's context Correct. there. And, and my relationship with this person, he's been buying for me for a while, but it there's I always get that's where I got sad about it. It's like, oh, sometimes um, things have to come to an end. Relationships don't last forever a lot of no, times. It is what it don't. is. And he knows that I always give him shit. Dude, no, <laughs> I'm not yeah. selling it to you for that because I'm at a flea market. I love giving people good deals. And I love when people are like, my customers, for the most part, know my sweet spot. If I'm selling a book for $75 and they hit me at 50, they know I'm probably going to come back at 60 or 65 and right. they're going to take it. Yeah. Like that's the game we play. But I'm not an idiot, but I'm also like a little naive sometimes when I price books. Like I don't price them up so that people can get 
you know yeah you think someone's going to recognize that you already kind of pre-negotiated you already exactly. put it at the price that you would have settled on with another seller like you already put it there yes and here's yeah. one of the honest things that i'm going to say on the podcast that i never say out loud there are times when i'm like selling and i i have this thought and i never vocalize it because i don't think people want to hear it. but i'm going to be honest right now there's this like piece of me that sometimes when like i'm having a sale and People are trying to like get bargains on prices that are already bargains or they're fighting me about a price. I could just say, if you guys are going to act like this, I'm going to fucking raise my prices on you. You won't ever know it and you'll be getting it at the price that I really want to sell it for, but it's always going to be higher now. And I'm not going to ever do that. But like, I wanted to just say that out loud. Like there are times where it gets so frustrating where you feel like you've got to do it. Like you've got to threaten it because like, I watch claim sales. I watch some of the shit that people are asking for and they're making sales. And it's I, common and I, business practice to set the price a little higher to cushion for negotiating. Uh, negotiating. It's 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 a common, but no one announces that they're doing it because psychology on a buyer side is a discount's a discount and it makes them feel better and less of a sucker. Some people, much like myself, I, I'm physically ill at the at the thought of buying something for the listed price, you know. <laughs> And but but I'm also not a dummy. I realize when something is fair, it is fair, right? And I can tell when something has an inflated price, a markup. That's common business practice. If you would do it, it'd be regular, but you don't want to be regular. You're above average. That's not what you want to reduce yourself to, to common business practices. So in the collectible space, you got to take some of the things out. You don't go to the fucking grocery store and be like, hey, you know what? I don't want to pay $2 for a gallon of milk. Give it to me for a buck seventy-five. Nobody would ever do that. No. You would, you would never walk into Best Buy and say, no, that refrigerator, I want it for like $400 less. It's too much. Okay. But we got to take, you know, we take retail type, you know, like manufactured products out of it. But in the collectible space, why the fuck is everybody so tethered to paying what they're paying for for new things? Because there's a price set on it. But this old thing, oh, I can get it for cheaper. You don't see people walk into a comic store and be like, can I get 20% off the new books? I'm not a subscriber. I don't have a pull list. Can I get 25% off this trade paperback? I don't shop here. I just want a discount. People don't go to fucking David Adams and be like, I want that Marvel Masterpieces box for $600 less than you're charging. Why is it that old stuff that Dave is selling or Manu is selling or Maddie is selling, people are okay with trying to lowball? Is it because I'm not a fucking storefront? No, I don't. It's, it's you dropped this one on me. I hadn't I didn't know this was going to happen. But this is a fun conversation because it gives me a lot to think about. I don't think it's that but old stuff doesn't have a list price old stuff doesn't come with the MSRP old stuff has a value based on what someone has seen itself for before. But the thing is about old stuff. That's what makes hunters like us have opportunity is that old stuff is not attached to a price. That's why there's opportunity to find something for less because someone doesn't have a MSRP for it. They don't know how to price it. They price it less. We see that there's actual value there that they didn't recognize. We purchase, we place it at a more intelligent value based on our experiences with that item. That's actually the answer. Old stuff doesn't have a price. It has to find a price. New stuff is listed at a price. But what about that gray area of not exactly old, not exactly new? Like, for example, secondary market, I would say. Secondary, secondary market, market is. Fine fluctuating pricing based on so much stuff. Okay, but Blue Moon Comics, Bronze Age Batcave, all these comic stores, you know, Stargazer Comics, wherever it is we go. Mm -hmm. You don't walk into those stores. You don't walk into the, you don't walk into there. 
I mean, you can, but generally you don't walk into a comic book store. You look at that New Mutants on the wall, that New Mutants 98.98 slab, that's $2,500 plus tax, and say, what about 1700 You just wouldn't fucking do it. Wait, what was the example? Sorry. New, New Mutants 98, 98 up there. Yeah. 98.98 up there for $2,500 plus tax. Yeah. You wouldn't walk in there and be like, I'll give you 1700 You know, it depends on how you do it, Dave. That is a very true statement, but you have to have a relationship. It, you it, have yes. to have – I can walk into Bronze Age mm-hmm. Batcave tomorrow, mm-hmm. and Damon will be in there, and I will say, I'm going to pick out $3,000 worth of stuff. Would you do 2500 cash? And he'll say, sure, Dave. Yeah. I have you a relationship have, yeah. with him. You, yeah. You create – you have to know what your dynamic is with the individual that you're about to speak to. You have – self-awareness optics like whatever it is the way that you are received by another individual the more that you know about yourself and how you come across the more that you can actually predict the outcome of what you're about to say and a lot of people don't have that skill they don't have self-awareness i mean it's not an it's not a trait that we're all born with we have to we have to learn it um, yeah, but no, I love that you bring that up because that's another interesting thing about the secondary market. This is this is the beautiful thing about it. When someone has an item in the collectible space, another thing that's happening in the mind of the buyer is, I wonder how much room that person has in that item. Sure, because it's safe for them to assume that that was purchased at a price where there's a margin for profit, or else we wouldn't be in business, right? And so, in the secondary market of things, that idea of meeting in the middle or you know, getting to a place where both people are a little unhappy with the price is kind of where most buyers are trying to get, right? Like how far down can I get him? I don't (laughs) want to beat him up because I need him to make some money too, but I want to get, you know what I'm saying? Yes. And there are some people that are so excellent at that. You're really excellent at that. Oh, Dave, I got to tell you a story. Okay. All right. Let me just finish this real quick. You're really excellent at that. I'm good at that. I don't do it that often. I think Maddie's really good at it. I had a person that we've talked about before that's bought some big books for me. Good person. He made it an offer on a book from uh, for me last night. And my my brain fog, I think I confused what book it was. But I countered it something and he's like, oh, that's, you know, it's a little too high for me, but I appreciate you. Let me know. Uh, I'm looking for this other, this book in a newsstand. I was like, of course, brother. You know, and that was like, that's easy. Self-awareness is a huge thing in life. But in this space, it really is. And it's it's like, I know I can be a little bit of a prickly bastard sometimes. I know that. And that's it's just, part of your brand, though, at the same time. Yeah. And, and I don't want people to think they can't make offers. But just be smart about it. Because, like, this is a hobby for me. It always has been. I'm literally staring at bookshelves of graphic novels that I love, that I read. But this is a business. Friends, I'm going to give you all some advice. Dave? is a loving, loving individual. And like he just called himself a prickly something or other, you know, to me, that's just amusing to hear. And once you get to know Dave, you can actually lowball him. I don't want him to beat me up, but there's a way to do it. It doesn't mean he's going to accept it, but he won't kick you out of the room. The way that I started to get on Dave's softer side was by opening up by saying, listen, Dave, I know you and you're going to fucking hate what I'm about to say. I got to say it. If you lead with that, sure, that's going to start to annoy him over time, but he can't hate you for it because yeah. you're self-aware. Exactly. And the, 
And then when I get to know you and you start to lead with that, I'm like, it's okay. Shut up. You're not buying it from me. Yeah. And then, and then you guys will love each other no matter what, because you've established a relationship and the relationship will become far more important than anything that you guys will transact. Yeah. I will respect the shit out of anybody as a general thing in my life. Like a general default setting is to respect the person that I'm dealing with, talking to friends with whatever. Yeah. It is up to you to drop that on the floor and piss all over it. Right. It is not up to me. I will treat you like I treat everybody else. I will joke with you. I will laugh with you. I'll give you a hand job in the movie theater. It'll be great. <laughs> but I, if you if you shit all over that, that's on you. I I can't I can't dis, I can't add anything to that. I will say um friends behind the scenes, I'm going to work on um reconnecting whomever this gentleman was with Dave. I want to see them become friends again in the future. That's always the position I take. He might not be open to that, but I will try to mess around with the dynamic if I see an opportunity to do so. Dave, I'm going to tell you a story. Please tell me a story and also tell the people I have soft hands. <laughs> there is no way for me to know that, friends. I don't want you to connect that to what he just said about a movie theater about 45 seconds ago. I've never been, in, been to a movie theater with this man. Lies. <laughs> All right, you got me. All right, let's hear this story. No, it's it's it. I'm glad that I remembered, and it's absolutely beautiful because there's a thing. There's a you you don't like eBay that much, right? No, not and as a buyer. Not as a buyer, and I love eBay. And there are a lot of um, examples of why a lot of people don't like eBay. Please, I, I would just like to remind the uh, listeners that you're. You're hearing a person speak that has over 5,000 positive feedback as a seller on eBay. Yeah, he's a phenomenal eBay seller. He's a phenomenal eBay seller. He's got a lot of experience on eBay. It still seems like, though, out of the fact that, I mean, I have far fewer eBay experiences, but the percentage of them that make me so happy and are so beautiful are far higher than what it seems like Dave experiences. (laughs) But. This ties back to episode one, episode two, where I harp on this thing about creating your own reality. You manifest uh, the energy that you're going to receive by actually putting that energy out there to begin with. Now, I'm not saying Dave doesn't put out good energy. I'm just saying Dave's not with the small talk bullshit a lot of times. You know, he just kind of wants to get to the point. He's got a lot going on. Um, me, I nurture a relationship a little bit more. Maybe it's just my something I get a kick out of. Who knows? But I'm going to tell this story. And it's the way that I negotiate things. This ties perfectly into, dude, in in life, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you negotiate. Point blank, period. Yesterday, a book pops up. It's an ASM Mark Jewelers raw that you never see. The reason I'm not going to say the name of the book is because I'm going to sell it at a a price higher than what I'm about to mention. I don't want people to think that I'm a jerk. Beautiful book. Mark Jewelers. You never see this one. And this one was a nice high grade. I see it, right? And first thing I do is put a heart on it, which actually didn't even have to do for this one because there was no buy it now. There was no best offer option. It was just an auction starting at $5. Usually I put a heart on things that I find that I like right away just in case they're going to shoot an offer out. You have to be watching the item. But anyway, it was an auction starting at $5. And I do my due diligence every time I see something I like. 
but I always have to decide within a moment's notice, am I first going to analyze the seller or am I first going to analyze the item? I really quickly flip through the pictures. Yes, it's a Mark Jewelers. Yes, it's very high grade. I'll get back into the details of this in a moment. Step two, let me go into this person's other listed items. What kind of seller is he? Let me go into his sold listings. Where is he at? How good of a month has he had? Where am I going to, you know, what sort of dynamic am I going to establish with this gentleman? Right after that, I go into, no, I noticed something. I might not have gone to his sold listings because again, this I'm just going through what I typically do, but this again was an auction. So it's not like I was going to make an offer. There was no best offer option. I had to play a different, uh, I, had to pl- I had to have a different plan here. Mm-hmm. So I noticed that it said, you've purchased from this seller before. Ooh, bingo. So, so then I go into his sold listings. Uh, then I go into his feedback and I go into his seller feedback to see if it was within the amount of months that still yeah. shows it. And I scroll and scroll and scroll until I see my account's name. Everything else is just a scrambled thing with the feedback number. Mm-hmm. But when it's your own feedback, it shows it to you because it's you. It doesn't have to be a secret. And then I saw what I bought from him. I bought a raw Malibu Sun 13 and it was (laughs) 300 and some odd dollars. That's perfect. A multi hundred dollar book is perfect. And then I went and made sure that I left a positive feedback. So I go into my sales history, search for Malibu. Oh, no. Obviously, I'm looking at the feedback. Yeah. Right. So I noticed not only did I buy it, but I left the positive feedback and it was multi hundred dollars. I'm feeling freaking great about what I've already decided my next step is. Mm. My next step is to send him a DM. And the DM said very simply, hi, hope you're well. I bought a Malibu Sun 13 from you a couple of months ago. I love it. Thank you very much for that. I would would just like to know, do you have by chance a buy it now price in mind? If not, that's okay. Again, the reason I said that is because this is an auction with no buy it now. Sure. But what's my objective? My objective is to snatch this now and not fight anyone for the next six days. I want to buy it, own it, forget it, and just wait happily for it to show up. And that was the best possible way for me to even have an opportunity at it to buy it now. Well, See, of that's, course. A lot of people would not play it that way, but that's how my head works, to design it in that way, to speak it into reality in that way. Carry on. I just want to reiterate and like affirm that is you're putting it into his brain. Like you asked the question. Mm -hmm. Now he's going to think, oh, oh, I wonder what I would sell this for instead of putting it up for auction, thinking like, oh, I wonder what this is going to go for. Now he's thinking about, oh, this dude wants to buy it. He spent hundreds. Exactly. Yeah. So not only do I ask instead of force a number into his mind, I ask if he has one. That allows him the opportunity to to dream up anything. He can say, I would like 200 right Mm -hmm. now. He can say anything, but at least it starts. And to set it up with, I bought something from you and it it wasn't a lie. It's the truth. But it is so beneficial to put that into the conversation, right? Because then he gets to, oh, this is a guy that paid me $400 before. I like this guy. He didn't return it. He left a positive feedback. I like this guy. And look what happens. So first he thinks about it quickly, responds really fast. And he goes, thank you so much for the purchase. How do you like it? Or how how is the Malibu doing or something? Mm -hmm. And then he goes, I actually don't have a price in mind. I'm going to let the auction run, right? Mm -hmm. And I was about to respond. No worries. I appreciate it. Who knows what I was going to say? I'd probably say, I'm going to wait for this auction to run. You know, I appreciate it. Yeah. And while I'm thinking that response, because I was going to respond right away, I get a second one from him. He didn't get anything back from me. He thought more about my message. And he responded with that exactly. He goes, you know what? Not only did you buy the Malibu, but you left a positive feedback. Yeah, I owe yeah. you one. That's what he said. He yes. Said, I owe you one. He said, how much do you want to pay for it? Name your price. That's what he said. 
Fuck yeah. So then I respond because now I have to think about it. I was like, well, I want to be fair, but I also want it. So I want it to be, I want to be fair and I don't want to overpay. I want to be able to make money when I resell it. Or if I grade it, maybe I'll make a lot more money depending on what it looks like when it comes in. And anyway, I said to him, this is so beautiful. And this is the eBay experience, Dave. So I go, I, I, I respond back and I say, man, that is so kind of you. Thank you so much uh, for, for considering it. And would, would $90 make this work for us? question mark send and he goes i'll do it for 30 (laughs) that's what he said dave can you believe it man yeah and so for a second i'm like is this a typo and i respond back and i go dude this is unbelievably kind of you i'm ready how do we do this and he goes all right i'm gonna up now we're friends now we're having a beautiful back and forth yeah yeah in, in real time you know quick and he goes, all right, get ready. Don't let anyone snipe this. It's uh, a, he changed the refreshing. auction. It's going to have a buy it now for 30. I'm refresh, refresh, refresh. Buy it now pops up. I pay. I'm into the book all in. $38 or 39 bucks or something. Damn. Dude, I'm anticipating the book to be worth over 200 I offered 90 He sold it to me for 30 All because of how the conversation started, the other references that I made because I had the foresight to do so. And the respect. And the respect. Dude. Come with love, come with respect, come with the idea of getting your way, but put it into the world that you respect and you're perfectly fine with the decision that the other person makes. It is two-sided and you have to have respect for that person and leave it open to them to make the decision. And look how beautifully that panned out. You're right. That's awesome. I'm going to take a guess. I'm not going to put the answer. ASM 317. Fuck. Wow. Wow. Okay, folks. I, I I did you look that up just now? No, no. I told oh you. Oh my god. Okay, can we at least play this part? Because like this isn't going to be on for another three, four, or five weeks. Dude, this has to stay in there. Okay, That's phenomenal. Remember we talked about how easy I, I can read yes. you and read people, dude. I didn't look that up. I just remember a conversation that we had. Yeah. Month month and a half ago about talking you about that book pulled that title that months ago right out of thin air and i was like i didn't even want to tell you I know. and you were like was it yes yeah wow that's, that's incredible a, that's a great story dude i'm i'm stoked for you on that if you uh ever have a chance to do that again i'll take that book <laughs> <laughs> i actually try to do that all the time i'll that's give you why I enjoy this so much. <laughs> let me see what it looks like when it comes in because if that's a book to grade yeah no you got a great mark jewelers you got it and you know it. one slipped through my hands the other day because i passed up on the deal that didn't feel great to me you remember yeah. what happened yeah so i love that that's awesome like that's such a good positive experience like this those two stories together are such a great like yin and yang of like how you treat somebody when you're trying to buy something or how you don't treat somebody, you know, like how not to treat somebody when Absolutely. you're trying to buy vice versa. I mean, people could look at what I did as, as being rude or mean, but it's not your books to sell. I think it was beyond any of those descriptive words. It was honest and human. Yeah. And a was... lot of times in business, you do remove the human aspect to be the, the customer service response. But Dave is Dave. And that was an honest human. That was still a respectable back and forth between the two of you guys. Maybe I'm hearing it wrong, but to me, it feels like both people were kind of annoyed by each other. Or no, you were annoyed and the other person kind of yeah. understood why. Yeah. But 
But then on the other side, it kind of just goes to show what happens when like you buy something from somebody, then you go to buy something else, just letting them know that you bought this thing because eBay is very non-personal. Yeah. So you you did what you what you thought was a smart thing to do. And look, Absolutely. it worked. It worked better out. than like, I even imagined. Yeah. Instead the of getting <laughs> He gave you it for a third of what you seventy percent off of what I was yeah. trying to buy it for. Yeah, How that's awesome. Beautiful. No, that's great. If that thing had gone to auction because of the condition of it, it could have gone hundred fifty, hundred seventy five in bidding. Yeah, it could. Wow. Have. Yeah, um, that's the that's the uh, gamble you take with auctions, especially on rare books. Like it's one thing if it was a slab with a grade. Because like it's not going to go generally above a certain level. It's probably going to stay way below it. But with raw, rare books, you never yeah. know what you're going to get. You never that's, know. That's one of the reasons. One of the reasons why I will list weird, rare books that I have on eBay. Because, and I don't list them au- auction. I just list them as buy it nows with prices that I think I can get with you know accepting certain offers. Because I know there's better chance of somebody knowing what it is, knowing it's worth that much, and paying close to what I'm asking. And it always fucking works. It always works. Like rare golden age books that I don't feel like getting graded or weird variant covers that have no price, you know, no values out there. It always works in my favor because I'm always getting at least close to what I want to get on eBay, even after the fees and all that. Love it. so yeah, this was great. I love this. This is perfect. This is a great episode of like two things that we wanted to tell each other that neither of us knew about. Yeah. This is this is, you know, the heart of what we do as sellers mixed with the emotions that we have as sellers and collectors and buyers. I feel like I exercised a little little bit of the demons inside of me over these last two episodes today that I we recorded. That. I feel really good. Um and then hearing your story made me feel even better. Gosh, you're making me feel great. And you sound great, Dave. I know you're still under the weather, but you're sounding great and makes me happy. Damn, David 19. <laughs> so with that, I'd like to ask all of our friends and enemies that are listening, mm-hmm. if you are listening on a platform that is that gives you the opportunity to review the show, whether it's the reviews like you can write on Apple or the star reviews on Spotify or whatever Amazon lets you do. Fuck you, Jeff Bezos. It helps push the podcast out to people that are looking for comic or hobby podcasts to listen to. It helps us grow the audience, which helps us grow the podcast. And uh, so we'd appreciate it if you gave us a review. Would you like to tell them where they could find us? You can find us at the Instagram page for the podcast, which is It Came From The Newsstand. You can find Dave at West Coast Avengers on Instagram, as well as many nights out of the week on the YouTube channel, West Coast Avengers. You could find me on my Instagram page, The 9.9 Newsstand. And on Tuesdays at our friend Spidey Hits YouTube channel, we do a show called The Marvel Show. Justin and I were co-hosts, and uh, Dave's with us often. But find us in any of those places. I got nothing left to say, my friend. I love you. I love you too, my friend. This has been a really great time. And this has been It Came From The Newsstand. See ya.